Oh, boys, we are back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcasting. What is going on, my good friends, sitting around this table this evening? What's going on, boss? Ah, living the dream, man. Hey, I'll tell you what. I've been watching The Wonder Years with my son. Every night, like, we watch one or two episodes to go to sleep. That is a truly, truly good show. Mm-hmm. And this music's from it, so. Well, That's listen, good. listen. all our old TV was good. I was over at the neighbors, and I mean... I think some Grace Under Fire was on. Did you watch that? I mean, totally 90s, right? I, I, my daughter, it's a weird-ass show. My wife and daughter religiously every night, a couple episodes of uh, Golden Girls. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I, don't think we, I don't think we mentioned Betty White's passing yeah. last week. Yep. But, uh, but, we did, but we did mention Home Improvement. Yes, we <laughs> did mention Home Improvement. <laughs> See, that was a good I remember one. it all. But, yeah, man, that's uh, it's. It's good, good quality television to watch with your kids. Back when actors were really fucking acting, they weren't just getting paid for the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, I gotta fucking make a paycheck this week. Shit, I better act harder. Kevin's dad really looked pissed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, we got a good guest tonight, Charles Cantella. He's an author. He's a local uh, western Pennsylvania fly fisherman just like us. Can't wait to talk to him. Um, we're gonna, we got some other stuff we're going to talk about, man. Um, very little fishing, like actually physically fishing. <laughs> I, w- I wanted to go, but... Yeah, a couple uh, days in, but not a lot. I mean, yeah. there was actually ice over some moving water in our area lately, and the day I wanted to go, it just was that cold day. The day I had the opportunity, I looked on the webcam, you know, Uncle John's flowing ice, so you know what that is. That means you sleep in. I tell you what, right now, I mean, I even look back as I was going back through like all the old records and when we get these warm winters like this, them fish do feed heavily. I mean, it is just, you get a lot of activity. I mean, I'm even looking back through like 19 was a lot like this. January, there was days moving three, four, five fish. Really? So you would have to have them days where it was a couple days above freezing. If you had like multiple days of freezing, nothing. Yeah. But you got like 38, 39 and it pegged there for like two days. The end of that second day, they're like they just when that's once that water goes right now, and that's what we've been seeing lately. I mean, until it's cold, this cold shut them off. Warm winter, but I mean, in nineteen, it got frigid again. I it, think. In, in February, I, what? And I think like towards the, but it never froze. froze I think I those think. fish know they need to put it on. 
You know they what do. I mean? Like they do. They and what windows they have, they know it's probably not going to last long. So when I have it and my body's warming up and I'm ready to eat, let's go. And they all seem to go at one time right now. And it's them windows they've been feeding and we've been seeing have been nice. But whew, let's hope it keeps going. I mean, if we it's showing like we're going to get a couple days down in the 20s and that's going to be back up into the 30s for a little bit. But looks like it's going to hold that upper 30s during the we're, day and 20s we, at night. We're into the... I guess ice making part of it. I mean, that little storm worried me. No shit. I drove by yesterday, Mosquito Lake, local lake here. That it's kind of what a man. That's man made, right? Straight on. Yeah. Shot. Not nothing crazy. Not deep. Twenty some feet. Uh, drove across south end of it. Ice as far as my eye could see. I just on the south d- end. The whole lake's froze. Ooh. That was yesterday morning. Ooh. After. And I don't think it was froze the night before. No shit. I went shopping. There's a small lake by my house. North End's one thing. It's shallow up yeah, there. Yeah. The, I went shopping the night before. There's a small lake by my house. I come home. And uh, next day, I left 5 in the morning. First day of muzzleloader was Saturday. I went out hunting and uh, drove out that way, did some hunting. I was like, ah, oh, for shits, I'll, I'll drive past it on the way home before I get gas. And I come across, and no shit, man, as far as I could see. Like, not a wet spot on it. Snow on top of the ice. I could not believe it. Really? Yeah, it was nuts. They got a little more snow out that way. I went west to the western side of my county and did some hunting uh, yesterday morning, and they had eh, half an inch. They didn't have enough, you know, snow to really do anything with, you know, tracking wise. But they had more than we did. So fucking crazy how shit could do that in one night, one single night, you know. In the pond across the street, half. Uh, liquid water and half crusty water. Right now? Right now. Yeah, I come in here, I seen there was still some ice. But we had, who knows, I don't know how much rain we got last night. At least a quarter inch. At least. It, one, it flooded. Uh, one musky creek up north blowing slush. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it flooded. Well, we Big got a shelf f- ice on the fast one down south. <laughs> I mean, heavy. I drove over it yesterday, and it's big shelf ice. Man. Well, that might have been ice that melted off. You know what I mean? Shit was starting to, edges were starting to freeze, and that might blow oh, out. I mean, these were big ovals coming out 15 foot off the bank. I mean, they they've were, been there. They've been making. They were, yeah. They're nice. Yeah. I mean, there was cuts through the one spot I looked over. It was only 30 foot wide with current going through. Really? Mm-hmm. 20 foot on both sides, shelf ice. I couldn't believe it. Jeez. But that's, that's what uh, on the next run. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one night of 10 degrees That's going to be that. real nice running along the side of the raft. That's that northern region where, you know, one night, 10 degrees, locks up a whole lake. That's a, Boy, it does quick. It's a five-mile lake, whatever, mosquito. It's, it's decent size. It ain't it ain't small, and it locked up overnight. So hopefully it still keeps some ice. You know what I'm thinking about, right? I do. Walking on that motherfucker like <laughs> baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Please, last, uh, last time you tried that, you fell through. Well, I mean... <laughs> I always tell guys, you would you fucking scare you? You can't be a pussy all your life. And they're like, uh, just stay back there. I'll drill some holes and shit. But it is. That's the scariest thing. Wanting to do it and not knowing for sure. Because I can't fucking tell. I mean, ultimately, yeah, we had the same weather. Well, you for don't a day stand ashore and throw big stones? Yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> man. That's how you can do it. But I mean, especially when there's people out there already. It's the fucking banging them up there. <laughs> no, uh, I, I mean,. I imagine. I'm surprised by now that you haven't carried out a whole bunch of pine trees in a special little spot and set mm. them on top of that ice on your way out one day. 
Oh, well. They knew right where it was to go back to. If you do it in ice season, they'll see you. You got to do it yeah. under nightfall <laughs> or, or or in a different part of the season, which actually is bright. It'd be funny, though, to put it out there and GPS it and wait and see after how many people go by if it gets moved or where it gets moved to or what happens. That would be funny. <laughs> Just but, take a couple little little Christmas trees and lay them out there. That would be funny. Oh, hey, tonight's show being brought to you by Predator Flag Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlagGear.com. Sam's Fishing. Find them at Sam'sFishing.com. Eric's Hooks. Eric'sHooks.com. Tonight's show is being recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. And check Mark out at the Muskie Max, March 5th and 6th at Princecape Arena in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. We're going to be talking about that a little bit more here, a little bit, but uh, check him out, man. Yeah, we'll have to chat about that. That's going to be fun. Uh, if you have any looking to invest a little bit of money, go see Michael down to Earth Wealth Management. If you're looking to waste your money, call Ryan Evans at QueenCityGuiding.com. He might even catch you a fish for that money. Just kidding. He's a good guy that could definitely supply you with some dope-ass flies at a fly shop that he owns in Springville, New York. So if you're ever out that way, check it out. And if you need a guided trip in the western New York area, Bless you. please check him out queencityguiding.com that was the best live read i think i've ever heard yeah. better believe it now, unscripted here i've had a few beers already i'm gonna start having you do there's the, any uh, consolation in that i'm gonna start having you do mine for me oh geez guys i'm sorry about that oh, oh come on oh, it's bad chadchat.com <laughs> no moving air in this little hot box in here thanks oh man who do we miss call frank not the bank yeti built built for the wild Yep, that's and everybody talk. Go check out Doctor J. He's on Instagram. He's a guy. He kind of likes to fish, but a big wiener head to us. So since he's not here, that's yeah, he's, he's not here today. He's framing in his basement or something. Yeah, stupid. whatever. Oh, gotta <laughs> get this done. Well, before my nose grows any fucking bigger. I, I don't know if it, it. I don't know if it can grow any bigger. Yeah, he's probably lying about having to having to get this done. <laughs> fucking. Guy. That's what he's. That's what he's out like. like. Who you got over there? You got some guys. He's like, ah, I got Rick and. And my brother-in-law, so just bonding. Have fun, bud. We'll see you next time. God damn it, Jay's not here. We had our first night of archery league on Tuesday night. Jay was shooting with us. He said he shot well, huh? Yeah, yeah. For a beginner? Yeah, yeah. yeah he shot all right. I mean, I, I'm not going to poke fun because I shot those same scores last year. Well, to have somewhere to go is that's the yeah. starting point that's the reason to be in an archery league i feel is like to gather all that information from guys who've done it a lot more than you uh, the reason to go is to hoot and holler and drink beers afterwards and poke fun at everyone yeah <laughs> here here let's mix it up drink beers before yeah that's exactly <laughs> what, drink beers before drink beers after but uh it's so weird i sit fucking january i sit in the parking lot while everyone's drinking beers and i cracked a sprite and everyone makes fun of me Went to camp this weekend, which I is a total trigger. You pick a bad month to quit drinking. This is Why the, would you do that during? This is the only both. month. This is the only month to quit drinking. Why? After every this. other every other month has some like some sort of fun holiday or you have shooting every week the whole month. Yeah, I know. I, that, that's not that's a problem. not fun. It's fun, and I it's fun for them to make fun of me. Okay, but every other month there's something to do, like Groundhog's Day, February. I'm going to drink beer on Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look at the hole. <laughs> March, we're starting to get into some fishing, you know. You got to have beers for floats. You 
You know, it, it just keeps going. Did you have a beer on the last float? Do we even bring? No. We no. Just I, bourbon. I did not bring beers on that float because mentally I thought when I did the trout float with Jay, we took a whole case of Miller High Life and drank almost a whole case and moved one trout. Mm. So I said, let's see if this makes a difference. Mm, you changed Juju then. Yeah. It worked. No beers. Yeah. And we, give you that. And we moved two fish. Well played. Yes. So that was a little. Uh, I didn't. I didn't bring it up to anyone, but that was my my philosophy nice behind that. Did you puke in the morning? Usually we move fish if you puke. I did. Nice. Yes. Perfect. That's what happened. That's how you move a big one. That's the I, making. It's right I don't there. know about that, man. I fish. If I you fish, wanted uh, the magic of how you move big muskies, there it is. I fish aside, like shit, like that. I mean. It's going to happen or it's not. I don't want to go throwing up or sticking shit deep down my throat to throw up like Chad does. <laughs> hey, there's only... Hold on. Hold on. I got to hit my my wife's fucking uh, end drawer. To, uh, I'm having trouble throwing up. I got to get the long one out. I got to have it touch my dangler. Fucking guy. That's <laughs> sickening. I mean, I, I can't say throwing up's healthy. But, I mean, if there's something bad in there, by all means, you know. Well, it's it just normally a coincidence that when I drink too much the night before and throw up in the morning while I aggressively brush my teeth, we normally have a relatively At good day. At least you're getting up to throw up, I guess, <laughs> and, yeah. and do it. So it's I know many people who will be like, yeah, I drank too much last night. Not even, not even fucking bothering. Not even, gonna roll not over. even bothering my friends that want me to come, that are expecting me to wake up. So Yeah, no, Saturday was... First day of muzzleloader, got out and did some hunting. No fishing, like said. I fucking kind of dreaming and hoping about the ice to happen, <laughs> which everywhere else probably got ice. It there's a a frigid lock on the Midwest right now. A buddy of mine lives out there, and he said they get like three inches of snow every day, and it's fucking frozen like tundra. You know what I mean? It's no, winter's not gonna relent right now for for them guys over that way. So hopefully we can get a little blow of snow or. Whatever the hell, I mean, I don't like it to be 10 for no reason, you know? <laughs> we we went up to camp this weekend. Yesterday we had snow up there. My son ate like a six-course meal of snow. <laughs> he he made, just, made his own plate. He just laid on his belly and put his face down. <laughs> How much snow you guys have up there? I, not much. An inch was, or something? Yeah, maybe an inch. Not for and, him to eat. Not fresh snow, close yes. to dirt. <laughs> oh, with an inch of leaves underneath of it. Fucking A. <laughs> so today it was like soupy, leafy, sloppy mess. Have a sled out? Nah, we, we didn't have time for all that noise. Oh, he was working too? Ah, he was sitting on his... Slave labor. He was sitting on his Kindle playing, playing games or something. Oh yeah, no, I want a little snow so I could fucking rip around on snowmobile. Kind of thinking about buying another one, but goddamn, either we needed some... Ice on a lake or some snow so I could do something with it. I don't want to be the guy that just cleans my fucking carbs. My stepdad just bought one. What do you get? A 20, 21 cat. Oh, uh, he's ready to a, ride. With a long track because he's going out to Jackson Hole mm. uh, at the beginning of February. Nice. I told him, I said, you go to all the fucking good places at the wrong time of the year. He goes to Jackson Hole. He goes to fucking Wisconsin. Well, yeah. If he's if he's got a snowmobile, he's not in the right place for there probably at that time. What's he gonna go on like a a big ride or? Yeah, they're they're trailering sleds out there and um, just riding mountains, just up and down fresh pow pow man. Um, Getting the pow pow bro. Well, out in the open is where it's fucking at. If you ask me, I I mean, well, how much fun can you have 
sitting on your ass in winter, you know? And that's that's one thing that I my kids will actually be like, fucking right, let's go outside, you know? Yeah. You want to get pulled around or ride on that fucker? So, nah, I, I hope for some shit like that. But, nah, mine's ripping, man. Running really rich, but only in the side yard with no snow. It snowed for like 24 hours, yet, didn't it? The other day, and we got a total of... A half a tenth of inch. Yeah, yeah it sucks. <laughs> I'm like, where the, what the fuck's going on? It's like flurry and flurrying and no accumulation. So that's nice Thanks. when you got it too, especially like when you're doing floats. It's prettier going down a river when it's you know covered yeah, in all, snow than it almost is all seems, mud. Almost seems a little calmer, don't it? Like yeah, uh, you know, all the mud. That's what stinks. So like you get in and out of the boat, then you bring the boat back, and it's absolutely covered brown. Yeah, you know, with the snow, it's nice and clean and. Prettier and a lot more, I don't know, just time of the year. It's supposed to be there. We're not supposed to be getting rain right now. It's rained all stinking day today. This is, we're, we should be getting well, snow. Listen, yeah. if we're, we want it. If we're Bring it. 30 inches behind in snowfall, I think we better take a little rain. You I know what, what I mean? Though, we need a lot because <laughs> this water table is low. It needs yeah, to go. Well, up. I mean, or it's, with, it's not going to. We're going to lock everything. With temperatures, that's what I was going to mention. I mean, with, with temperatures going the way they are, it's just we're, at, like a, we're at a loss. Well, actually, that little bump, that was a good thing. I mean, we needed that because. Oh, I'd have liked to have seen it go harder today. I'd like to see the dang thing there and blow out. So when we get this <clears> next <throat> freeze here for two days, it doesn't shelf. Freeze right now. Again. Yeah. As soon as it gets low, it's going to. Because we're going to get two days right after again. that, we're going to have some nice weather. And I'm figuring that two days after is when I'll get on the water. But if it doesn't raise that much, it's yeah, going to have to find something that's it. either wind blown open or, you know what I mean? You're going to have to find. Water. Yeah, Stay well, on moving water. It's it's gonna be Got there. The raft. It'll uh, be there. Well, It'll I'm saying good. if for everything They're not still to eating. lock up. Once this once this evens out and it ain't eight all day, which it's not gonna be, but for the next two days, so you get that Boy, 30, 30 like, degree <laughs> afternoon temps. You, I you might like get heck average. To get into that one float and then find out one of them big poles is froze. Yeah, that would <laughs> suck. Screwed. <laughs> How do well, we get out of here? Uh, uh, right. Better better think about a, a rope and a. Something you can actually throw that breaks ice. <laughs> Man. Yeah, just take my anchor. Well, Have the other guy row upstream, sit on the back of the boat, and throw the anchor and smash it. Yeah. Smash it all out, then go sit at the head of the pool and give it 20 minutes like steelhead blow fishing, it, right? Yeah, blow just, it through. just like steelhead fishing. <laughs> if the fish are still going to eat. It, they got to. Yes. When they're in that stupid. current and they're moving like that, and they've, you know, even when they find pockets and stuff, they're burning. They're I told my buddy Ty, still moves. Ty, like a like a log, like, you know, actual section of a log onto a rope and go down and break the shit open in the harbor out there. I'm like, yeah, because then it won't sink and you can just drag it back and forth. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Fuck it. If you're breaking ice, that's the tool. I mean, We used to go rock. up to that place that we talked about on our flip. But where you went steelhead fishing? Oh, yeah, yeah, That whole area would be froze out under that tunnel. Yeah. We'd go through and just walk through and just crush it, push it all to the bottom, leave the tunnel, and just come back. Go sit in the car, warm up, give it like two hours, and go back and fish it. And That's Put fish up. What we used to do back when we were in high school, we'd walk through the middle of the creek, breaking ice to the very top, and then fish our way back down. <clears throat> Kick your ass breaking ice. I oh, last no time way. I fucking did that, dude. I used to just turn around and sit my butt down on it and just break it off in pieces and walk up to it backwards. And I know sit on shit. The edge of it. I'm talking about I broke a big hole out in the Steelhead Creek, a big hole, and it finally let loose. 
And I'm like, and then people try to start showing up. I'm like, yeah, oh, you get out of there. Cut your throat, buddy. I like, I stomped in here for two hours. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> I know shit. Like I, I was like, oh, I'll bust this off. It'll be good. And, and it was slush underneath the ice for like two feet, dude. I worked my dick off, but I caught fish that day. I did. One winter, about twelve years ago, when I was unemployed for the winter. I walked out the bar, or I went down to Bob's fly shop, and he had spud bars, and I broke out the whole big pool behind the behind the shop. I think I fished for maybe twenty minutes after that, because <laughs> I was all, swe- all right. I was all sweaty from breaking the ice, and then I stayed in the ice water, freezing my tits off. Oh. Too but, much work, actually. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, like what I, I I bit into something I shouldn't have. That was, and I was like, well, I'm here now. Fuck, I got to finish it out. You know what? For trying to musky fish in that kind of weather this time, not worth it. No, you just, your eyes keep freezing up every like two, three casts, and you just destroy a line, and your rods break, and it just is more destruction on gear. I just got a new fly line in the mail, an SA triple density sink. Niners tied it up. Okay. What intermediate sink three six sink six? Mm, nice. What grain? Whatever the twelve weight grain is. Five hundred. I think. That's yeah. The one I'm using now. Love that line. Yep. It was on uh, Sierra Trading Post. Nice. What was that on? How much was on there? 46 or 47? I think I sent you the link. Did you guys get that yeah. message I sent you the other no. day? About the... get... Mine's shot already. I got one <laughs> year out of it. It's done. Awesome. Yeah. So I'll, I'll send you the link when we, uh, when we get done with this. That yeah. small change for... Oh yes. Possibly a yeah. lot of trout or, or oh, yeah. wild trout fishermen potentially or you know, musky guys or like Pike. yeah. You, a, you're losing one. 8 days or something uh, which which turns the breeding or letting them spawn season in well, which and you know what on rivers it, it, it's so it's so particular because I don't know. I don't even see a sense in stalking Little fish like that, where big fish like that live. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a weird thing, but is what it is. What do you? I, what I, do you? I what post- are you at now? Third Monday in they said third Monday in February, right? I think third Monday or third Saturday. Third Monday. I think they say third Monday. In- I personally fought that, and I fought it the whole way to the point where it almost went to Harrisburg, and it pretty much got there. And they're like, no. We're well, not we're not, re- we're not redoing the lines. It came down to that. I mean, I and mean, it's, they it's did stupid. it. They redid everything that fast from the last meeting to make it a one-day statewide drought season, which if, is going to entail stocking earlier for fish to make it longer. Come on, man. we got to be realistic. These fish don't make it longer anywhere, you know? If you want the reasonings, the, the number one and two, and again, I went through probably six, seven people while going through this process trying to have that moved. One, the trout fishermen don't want their mouths of the trout harm before they catch them on opening day. That was the number one reason by most of it. Two comes down to... Well, if you don't with a musky fly in the mouth, it just rips her whole head off. And again, what what trout, you know, is going to be... But but then we're going to bring down to two. Two is that they don't, pretty much don't want to rely on their wardens having to check people to know if they're fishing for trout. For trout having, or not. And having to distinguish if, yes, they're fishing for... Do they have the credentials? Or are they actually fishing for trout? Are they throwing so a five-inch streamer? So for, to go and look in a boat and see it's rigged with nothing but 10s and 12 weights, that's your obvious. Okay, if you're running a couple 7s and 8s in there and you got it, that's a giveaway that maybe they could be. 
and again, it's the end of the day. It's yeah, it's very but blatant not, and knowing yes or no. They got to be. But they just don't want to have to put the reliability on somebody. Down. It's just a shutdown. Is because all it, it is. is. It's stupid. Because it, all it does is it re, it is shut down because of the fact of the trout. It's not because of the fact of reproduction of the other fish that are in there. Well, it's because of being the trout. I can't entirely there, say they don't want to mess with from the time they're stocked until they are caught on opening day. Yeah, there could be, but there could be streams that aren't stocked until after that. You know what I mean? So they're just shutting. But it's a regional-wide thing yeah, that they the, put on, well, so they're now, all going to be. That's what I mean. Now they've switched everything. And, and do you know why that they switched that in the first place, to have two first days? Do you know why? No. So the trout could live a little longer in those other, what was it, eight? What was it, 18 southeast? Yeah, south 18 south counties, counties, 18 or yeah. something like So for those... They wanted those trout to live an extra what they predicted to be maybe a month. So that's the only reason that that was why all that came about. So kinda does that seems, have to probably to me what I eh, think that has to come seems down to? Stupid. I mean, it seems like a, a you know you. This is going to be my opinion. It probably it could be completely wrong. My opinion, what that sounds like is whatever hatcheries are close to running that area lose a month somewhere along the line and they can't get the fish to the size that they need them or that they want them well to it wasn't that, that. it was that. it was their water warms up far faster than ours it, that's over where there. it is yeah Maybe. That, okay. that, i mean the southeast is just they're just starting out warmer you know what i mean they don't get as cold is it that big of a difference i mean i, I don't okay it, it is, is. Okay. i mean gotcha. i don't know i guess they, they, do, we, they get snow down there but that was the deal they wanted to the fishing to be able to, you know how our May turns to June, and that's kind of like a poof, you know. Sometimes if it if there's warm weather or mid-June, they wanted th- that period to last to June, you know, so or end of May, whatever they, just so you could fish. Which is trout so- season for us, so honestly, but it, it would get so warm there already in the 60s. So. They wanted the same duration of time. Exactly. Interesting. I I never understood it. I was like, and and I read some articles before, and they were like, well, trout move so far after being stocked, this that, and I'm like, I don't think that means shit, but I, I guess it's probably a good thing for fishermen, right? <laughs> but there there was just no you science know what, usually really that behind time it. Of the year when them fish are being stocked, it's always a rainy season. So once they're stocked, there's usually always a blowout in between the stocking yeah. and the day. So them fish do get well, spread way, and it's so cold they're not running upstream, you know, and they. It's a rarity for big trout will, but I mean they'll run upstream, but only in low water scenarios, and that's never the case. So, oh, one of the best when it blows out is uh, like back in the day, the death float where we took out at yeah down below where they used to put the brook trout in yeah, and then it would blow out into the bottom of that, and then all them fish would all go down there, and no one ever wanted to walk down it because you had to go down that little creek to get down there or go through all that crap. It's such a pain in the asshole. Yeah. But all them fish they put down there, like ten percent would stay at the bridge, and the other ninety percent would get blown down there. And well, I can't, I can't lie, dude. I want to tell you for the tenth time, I fucking loved that shit. That was what I, I was born to do. I was born to be a trout fisherman. <laughs> that fuck stalkers. Oh yeah, bro, all day hiding in the bushes to catch them, doing dumb shit, or or just, I don't know, being in those places, I guess, and that controls people now. You won't see nobody out in nature. You'll see them all on the stocked rivers. You know what I mean? So gives a place for the average man like me. So uh, we do have to get going so we can give our guests a call. Um, I, I want to give a little programming note, though, real quick. 
if anyone hasn't checked out this week's Orvis podcast, our previous guest, Tim Weir was on. And God damn, he's so he's entertaining. Good. He just can't stop talking. No. <laughs> and he can not stop talking, and I can not stop listening to him. You know? We were, t- we were driving up the camp on Friday night, listened to it. My, I subjected my wife to listening to this. And I, I was talking to the radio. And she's like, you know they can't hear you. She wasn't happy it wasn't Adam Carolla? I she <laughs> I'm just she's indifferent to Adam, but she definitely doesn't like fly fishing podcasts. So, but hey, let's uh let's go take a break and uh, we'll come back with Charles, man. Yeah, take a long pit. And we are back with Charles Cantella. What's going on, buddy? How you doing this evening? Good, good. How are you, gentlemen, doing this evening? Oh, you, you can tell we're doing good. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So, Charles, you're a you're an author from the north uh, or the western Pennsylvania area, kind of like yeah. a, the same area we're from. Right, we, right. Yeah, so that's why I was excited to hear about that. I'm like, all right, I can uh, maybe hit somebody else up for a uh, for a fishing trip and use it under the guise of uh, research. Yeah, it's R and D, right? <laughs> exactly. So you got, you got a camera too? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, you'll fit right in. <laughs> well, hell, man, my, I was talking all crazy earlier. I thought you're Chad's buddy. My bad, man. I... <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Charles, uh, how did you get your start into um, into writing? Was it something you've like doing from the beginning, like when you were in elementary you, school or what? You know what? I, I, it really was. It was, uh, there was a time I was, I don't know, fifth or sixth grade. And, uh, we all had to do a class project in the te- And I, I, I made up this store. Well, so the teacher calls me out in the hall and I'm like, crap, what did I get in trouble for? And she, she pulls out my paper. I'm like, was it this bad? And she starts crying saying how much she felt bad that I wrote this story about a dog and the dog got hit by a car. And I was, you know, and and then I felt bad because she felt bad. And then I felt worse because the whole thing was a lie. I never had a dog. Never had a dog. So so I'm like, uh, do I be grateful that my writing influenced her or do I tell her that I'm really sorry that I lied? So I had a had a huge conflict going on at that point. So what would you end up um, doing? I, I did not tell her anything. I just said I I said, I'm sorry, should I not have written it? She's like, no, this is really good. 
And I'm like, okay, because she didn't really say whether it should be fiction or nonfiction. So looking back, I feel like I did the right thing. <laughs> well, it was definitely good fiction then if it totally fooled her that much. Right, right. I mean, sixth grade fiction, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she was just a new teacher or something. Who knows? Do you still do you still write stories about dogs being hit by or struck by cars? I, I don't. I don't <laughs> because I I I've learned to love dogs. Dogs are wonderful, even the one that peed on the blanket that we discussed earlier. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's me. You know, I dog. I don't know. I, I sometimes feel like. I don't deserve a dog. You know what I mean? Because if you have a dog, you know, you need to be there for them. You need to take them for the walks and you need to, to wrestle with them. And whether you take them hunting or fishing or just do stuff. And sometimes I'm just too darn lazy. It's like, you know, I want I want that lazy dog like from Funny Farm with Chevy Chase that just lays in front of the fireplace and doesn't go anywhere. I don't want these, you know, awesome looking high energy dogs. They're like, look, I just ran for, you know, two acres. and We're flushing pheasants. No, that's not me. So then they want, I would be the I, I would be the weakest link in any dog relationship. <laughs> yeah, take them to Starbucks and shit. That's too much work, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, let's get one of those little tiny ones that you carry with you when you're driving. And be like, okay, this is our day out. We're going to drive to Starbucks. You're right. So now did that uh, then lead you to go to school for writing, or what led on after that, or how'd you continue further yeah. in your career from there? So it uh, it ended up that a friend and I. Uh, started uh writing for our local trout unlimited chapter and uh back when they still used to have you know paper flyers and things like that and uh and we started getting a couple we said you know we, we ought to send them to a few uh magazines see if anybody likes it you know maybe get knocked on our butts a little bit because you know the guys are like hey i really liked your article nobody cried about the dog but um <laughs> so maybe it wasn't that touching so we're like let's see if, you know if it gets a wider audience and uh and you know i got i got a couple bites there was a uh, fly fisher and fly tire i think out of the uk that actually took, bought one of my articles and uh i'm actually kind of miffed about that because they send me a check for pounds and uh, banks over here won't cash a check in pounds so i think it was a freebie <laughs> that was a pro bono work there that stinks yeah, right. But uh, it's still cool to be like, hey, look, I got published in the UK. Did they send you a um, copy of the the magazine? They did. They did. Uh, but they sent me one. And I'm like, well, I have, I have other family members. So I had to go down to the Bards and Noble and get a couple down there, too. So, not so only it, probably you... caught, it probably cost me more than anything. Yeah, not only did you not get paid, you had to buy the magazine. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I would have boycotted it after that. Yeah, well, I, I really haven't read it much. There you go. You I showed that. I, I should, but it, a lot of it deals with fly tying. Do, do you got you, you guys tie? Yeah, and I know most people that that fly fish fly tie to some extent. Um, and I I just I think I have that for somebody's as lazy as I am that I can't you know keep up with a dog. I have ADD and I just can't stay on a project. Like I'll sit there and I will say oh i'm, I'm gonna get a fly tying kit and so i had one in eighth grade and finally it just broke down last year and i'm like yeah i could get one or i could just jimmy rig it and get one of those table vices and put a put a uh, a dowel rod in it and i'll just hook the fly on there and just tie it off of that so <laughs> so i am uh I'm there's a will there's a way this. exactly so i'm jimmy rigging this thing and i'm i'm pulling out my my needle nose pliers to to straighten it so I can put the bead head on 
and cramp down the uh, the barb. And so it gets down there, and I wrap the head of it. And then I'm just going, oh, well, let me get some head cement. And I drop it on there. I'm like, all right, this needs to, to dry for a little bit. Then I walk away and forget about it for like two weeks. And I come back later. And this is probably like this is probably like a size 18. I was probably going to die a, I don't know, hair's ear nymph or something. And so I come back two weeks later. And I probably just read an article about streamer fishing. I'm like, ah, I should make this into a streamer. So I throw in two or three inches of marabou and wrap it up. And then when I go fishing with it, it's not that the fish are striking short. It's just that the hook is too damn small. Yeah, there's no hook, Joan. Yeah, there's, there's no hook. There's no hook. So I'm my own worst enemy, really. So, <laughs> but so I've given up on tying pretty much. Was the head cement fully, uh, fully set after the two weeks of dry time? It probably was. <laughs> I would think so. I would think so. Lord would hope. You don't have you to. Would. You don't have to tie flies. That's for damn sure. I mean, you could sit down and tie hundreds or or verse few. It's just a matter of. I like to believe that other people's flies are going to catch me fish, and I think sometimes me fucking fishing so much with mine, I'm like, eh, not using that guy's fly. Oh. And, and it's just a weird thing. It's a thing you like adapt and adopt. But if you're using other people's, you're probably better off. <laughs> well, for as bad as mine usually are. I, I think that's what I meant. If, if you physically are using other people's, you're better off. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot, a lot of people are. Right. Well, plus, plus, if I use somebody else's fly, then it's not me screwing up. It's yeah. their lousy flies that aren't catching fish. Fucking right. Don't exactly. get them from that guy for free anymore. I'm like the worst possible person. I don't like the hugs. I can't tie flies, and I'm blamed. I'm not taking any responsibility. <laughs> I, I could be the worst guest you've ever had. No, no, I love it. I love it. I love the honesty. <laughs> well, but you, but you are published, so many are. My, my counselor said honesty is key. <laughs> so, what do you do in the uh, in the cold winter nights while you're not tying flies and not, not and don't have flies. a dog at your feet? I don't have a dog. <laughs> I actually finally sat down and watched the whole thing of A River Runs Through It. And it, the movie's only been out 30 years, but I finally, you know, put aside my ADD you for got, two so, hours. Sorry to, watch to hear that. Thing. You got to it already. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit slow. It was a little bit slow. But uh, but it was pretty funny to watch how young Brad Pitt was. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. So uh, I do that, and then I just try to, you know, bang out articles and stuff like that. Plan plan trips for the spring. Are you, Isn't that what January's for? Are you fishing during the winter? Uh, I have gone up to Erie to try and hit the steelhead, but I, I, I'm not great with them, and I get again pissed off, and it's slow, and my, you know, my desire to move and be somewhere else gets the better of me when I'm like, why, why walk away from a good hole that you know has fish? Uh, so I don't know. Wasn't that Girak that said something like, you know, if you walk away from steelhead to find steelhead, you'll never find steelhead. So. That might have been know. him. That that sounds like a gearackism. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Oh, I'm a camper. But, but really, let's let's be honest. The fish up in Erie are lake run rainbows. They're not steelhead. Yeah, I I would totally go with you on that. Yeah, I like to throw that out there just to irritate the people who like to go. Ah, oh, I went steelhead fishing. No, sir, you didn't. You know how I do it. How do you do it? Oh my God, it's ridiculous. I put a bunch of hooks on a line. Yeah. With beads in front of them. And space them out. And then I space shot out in a ridiculous manner that there's no way they can avoid this. Yes. It's like nice. feeding. And then you throw it on a pin rod. 
Yeah, backwards, <laughs> sideways. I'll even run 120 even, yards down the creek. I will put it on a fly rod, man. I don't give a shit what's going on. <laughs> but, the, dude, it that is a weird game. If you like to do it and catch a few, it's fun. But what, when when were you last up? When when did you try I it? Was, I was up in the middle of December. I want to say uh, the 15th-ish, something around that. Um. And I think for whatever reason, I was able to get off on a Thursday or something like that. So it was nice. It wasn't horribly busy. And I got into a couple. You know, I think we landed two and broke off four. But um, so you went which to the... is like which is batting a thousand in my book. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, the infamous right. Elk Creek, right? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I, at this point, I'm going to say I'd like to say that I'm going to be discreet and not tell you but the truth of the matter is i don't remember i was with somebody else and they were driving oh that's even better man you didn't have <laughs> yeah. to drive them are my favorite fishing trips where i don't have to drive thanks chad exactly yeah, could, man. you know wake up and go fishing oh good you're gonna pick me up awesome because it's 5 30 in the morning i'm sleeping are you gonna brew coffee too what's that i said you tell your your buddy are you gonna brew coffee too because i'll just <laughs> hop in your truck and pour cups no i'm i'm a decent enough person that i spring for coffee and usually i'm a breakfast meal from BK or something like that. No, them uh, stupid, what did you call them? Lake Run Rainbows. They befuddle me some days too, man. They're just, they're picky in yeah. those rivers. They do and what they want. It's not, even, it's not even the whole day. Sometimes you're hit there and you're like 20 minutes and it's crazy. You can't keep the fly out of the out of their mouths. And then like 10 minutes later, it's the dead sea. It's over. <laughs> yeah. I, I was telling these guys, I took my son up there. Oh, I think, oh it was, nice. I think it was the 27th. Okay. And we were fishing wow. some little bitty creek. Yeah. And he got a, a day stopper tangle. And I was like, all right. I, I said, I want to fish like two more bends, buddy. Yeah. He's like, okay. So him and his cousin right, decide to swim in the creek. <laughs> but it was what, 25 that day? It was 25 and <laughs> raining. And they were swimming in the creek. I was like, you guys are idiots. Come on. I said, you had one rule today. No. One rule. No. Don't get wet. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Hopefully they didn't have have like waders or something. It wasn't. It, it was an intentional swim, right? They totally had waders on. They were just like pushing each other into the river or <laughs> creek. <Kid. laughs> I was like, "What are you guys doing?" Ah, oh, one rule. So speaking yeah. of that, how did how did you start uh, fly fishing? Before we get into like some of your finer fly yeah. fishing art uh, publications. Right. So so actually, you know, no one in my family really fished before it was just kind of something that uh my mom would like take us to different lakes when we we're little she's like hey let's go take a picnic lunch here picnic lunch there whatever and i'd see people fishing i'm like i want to try that you know regular fishing you can basically 10 carry it you know find a piece of line and a hook and 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 try and get the sunfish and so i started that way and and, and work my way up but i didn't get into fly fishing until um a friend of mine in middle school had um, his grandfather's like, yeah, why don't you guys come over and we'll go fishing? And so we were, you know, using worms and spinning rods and he had a little fly rod. And I'm like, I want to try what you're doing. And, uh, and what he did was the coolest thing. He, he kind of, uh, what did he use? Something to, to knot off the line so that I wouldn't get any more line out and get it tangled. So I basically had to do a roll cast because there was a set amount of line out. And she put a little popper on there. So I'm passing it out there and the bluegills are just going crazy. Sometimes you get a bass and I'm like, this is awesome. I'm never going back to worms. <laughs> oh. 
I don't care. I, I will not catch a fish and be happy as opposed to catching them, but you don't get to see it, you know? Yeah. Just watch, especially on top when those uh, sunfish just go crazy. But at least sunfish are a little more forgiving for dry flies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell me about it, man. I, kn- I didn't catch a trout on a dry fly until I was probably 34 years old. Oh, I thought you was going to say just a couple weeks ago or two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did good, though. I watched him. No yeah. shit. I watched him catch one, and it was pretty good. We all watched it. It was, it was a sight to see, no doubt. Perfect hook set. <laughs> Textbook. Right. Did it right by the book. And then the hey. next one that ate, I watched him set the hook on that. Oh, my God. You know how if you hit a home run, and then the yeah. next time you're up, somebody's like, don't don't try to kill it. Don't don't try to hit a home run. Oh, my God, yeah. did he set the hook. Hey, that's why Bass Day's coming back. That's why the <laughs> yeah, right. Needless Did to the say, fish come flying out of the water. Line broke. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh and it was, a, bi- it, was a, it was a big fish too. Yeah, was it? it? Yeah, it was a trout that ate up like a popper. When you oh, my. when you see a guy that's not in like sports shape, like you know, like athletic shape, like Chad isn't uh, <laughs> hunched hunched over and like like giving it hard to this little rod and a little trout, you're like. Oh, that's too much. <laughs> hey, Jace, fuck you very kindly, man. It's it's burned. That is burned in my memory, dude. It is what not to do, but I'll probably do it too. So, so we've any, all been there. A, any more? Is it still bluegill, sunfish, and uh, and bass on poppers? Is that is that your go-to? Well, that's that's my you know that's my summertime thing, you know, because it used to be I would try when I started the trout thing. There are the fishing thing i've you know started with them and then you get into the trout and you're like oh i have to do trout because everything in the world is trout 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 and then i'm like wait a minute you know i'm reading stuff oh you can't stress the fish if it's if the water's too warm and it's too low and it's too this i'm like this they're just a little too high maintenance for me right now <laughs> i think i need i need some some fun fishing at this point and hey, uh you can't even handle a dog do, yeah exactly I, I can't handle a dog <laughs> I can't handle a dog. I can't tie a fly. I can't tell the truth. Oh my! God. It's gonna be like a game of memory by the end of the the game. I know. I've got PTSD or something. <laughs> PSTD, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if this is really gonna be helpful or if this is gonna set me back in my therapy. <laughs> Either way, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you, you you may be listed as as helper or co-conspirators. Hey, there. it won't be the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've uh you've switched over to to other fish from trout. Yeah, yeah. I try and I was actually just last year, I got my first carp on a fly, and it was because uh, you know so many like the trout people. They're just talking smack on the tr- everything that's not a trout, and you're like, wait a minute, this fish. When are you ever going to catch a ten pound trout? But yet, you know, <laughs> not here. A carp. Yeah, exactly. A ten pound carp is entirely possible. So, uh, so I finally hooked into one, and it was like January. It was it was warm, but the water was still cold. Um, and and he was slow. And so the guy I was with, he's like, you know, if you catch them in the summer when the water's heated and they're wound up, he's like they will just tear around this pole. So all summer, that was my, you know, carp, 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 carp. And I kept getting skunked, 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 skunked. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's, that's two fish that skunked me, the trout and the carp. 
the carp will do that to you. But once you figure them out, yeah, you still don't figure them out. Um, <laughs> they, but they will humble you. But when when you do work your way around to to hook in a couple, yeah, they're the one of the few fish around here they'll bring you into your backing. Yeah, agreed. So I mean, they're, it, like I said, it was early in the year and it, it took me pretty deep into it. But I was like, we were on a we were on a drift, so he was able to kind of follow it a little easier than just you know be standing there. But uh, yeah, I want to I want to fish for them some more. They're fun, man, and uh, you can. There's so many different flies and techniques that you can use for them. There's mm-hmm. a there's a place around here that I go and I throw big, big crayfish, like nice as big as your pointer finger. And then there's other wow. places where you throw like size size ten nymphs and just that's it's it's all different. It's all yeah. what they're eating and what they're used to. That's that's crazy stuff for sure. I think you guys talked to, uh, did you guys talk to Dan Frazier? Yes. From out in South Dakota about that? He's a big time carp guy. Who's that? Dan, Dan, I'm just joking. Dan is solid. He's been on the show, I think, three or four times now. Has he? Yeah. He He's likes other guy. stuff than carp. It might look like that. <laughs> but he, uh, he's good. <laughs> and now we're, uh, now we're, we're lab daddies together. Oh, nice. Because my lab's like, I think, well, three, you could, you're, three, your lab is a blonde lab, right? Mine is. Or yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's got that black one, right? Yeah. His is about three or four months older than mine, I think. You know, that's kind of rude to talk about your dog in front of a guy who's not a dog guy. I know. It's, <laughs> it's not that you're not a dog guy. It's just you can't handle a dog you see. Hey, it's better. It's, I know my limitations. It's better that it's his dog. It's I had, always I, better. Hey, I had a dog before, and I loved the shit out of it, but you are right about time, and I'm glad he got a dog and not me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they take up a ton of time and they chew everything. Your dog has yeah. already grown, damn near to full size within he's, two blinks of an eye, and we didn't even see it. He's six months old and almost full grown. Yeah, no, oh, it, it, it's giant. It's, it's like a kid. How kids grow now, you know? They're just <laughs> they're just on their way up, and you turn around, they're in sixth grade and shit. Yeah, yeah. So that's eye opening for sure. Speaking of kids, yeah, I'm holding a copy of one of your public or one of your books, fin, oh, yeah? Fins and Grins. Oh, cool! Search, searching for balance between the family life and the fishing life. Okay. Was this a was this a 2013 yeah. publication? I believe it was 2013. Yeah, those are those are my kids on there. They're on and, the front cover. Uh, yeah, and so and my daughter likes to tell the story that my son was trying to at least grab the line for the fish. And she's like, no, I want to show it that it's my fish. So she was very proud of that little bullhead she caught. I was going to say, I couldn't see what, what kind of fish that was over in the corner flopping. Yeah, I think it was the, that's the, maybe, you, I don't know, it had a yellowish belly. I think it yeah. was a bullhead. So, uh, and we were up in, actually in Chautauqua at that point. So, but, um, but yeah, they, they sometimes go fishing with me, sometimes not. You know, it hits it hits you at different times and stuff like that. But uh, that was well, a fun day for sure. Well, they're what? They're 10 years old now or how? Well, how... they are. Yeah, they are 19 and 17. At this oh, point. they're way. Exactly. Right? Time flies, right? It does. It does. And like you said, that was about when they were in fifth or sixth grade. And then you turn around, you're like, you don't think about it when they hit sixth grade. But you're like, you're halfway through your school career. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And that hits parents a lot harder than it does the kids. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. 
you'll get there once your kids stop wrestling in the streams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that will change. I mean, if there was some you you you've thought bad about that, right, Chad? Man, you better hope that he don't lose that. And oh, I know. Unless he's the dude that always got to go back to the fucking car because he's wet. Unless he's like Jason, <laughs> goes back to the car because he fell in. I'm going until to sleep. He's, until he's 28 years old. I'm going to sleep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he still got to hold his belt when he was. So, so this fins and grins. What is a what's the overall recap on it? I I could sure. read the back, but I I'd sure. like to hear it from the the horse here. All right. So the the overall recap is I'm writing kind of uh, entertaining, lighthearted, you know, growing up. I'm guessing you guys probably did this. You guys are a little younger than me, but you grew up and you really get to the the field and stream or outdoor life. And you go to the back page to read the Ed Zerns or the John Geertz, whoever. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Like the last laugh. And so I'm like, you know what? You really don't have somebody that does kind of a, a humorous look at stuff. So I started writing that the like i said our publication at the trout unlimited and um and i had a collection of them i'm like what the hell am i going to do with these now um so i looked around and i said you know why not why don't i just throw them together and do a little publication thing and uh and so i did it just for shits and giggles and uh it turned out okay and you know people actually liked it and uh so we've done a couple different you know fundraisers and things like that where because I, I don't care if I make any money on this. You know, I mean, it's like a labor of love. Uh, and so, you know, people are like, hey, you know, let's do this. Why don't I get some books and, or actually, you know, you guys sell them for your fundraiser, whatever it is, and I'll sign or whatever we can do. So it's just been a fun journey. I met a, I met a ton of cool people because of it. Um, and, I, and I think you kind of read better when you start writing because now all of a sudden I'm not just reading to get the idea of the story. I'm like, well, what's the sentence structure here? And, you know, earlier in the article, you mentioned this, but then you don't read again till later. Now, I guess that's how novelists do it. And they kind of plot out their entire story and chapters and this and that and flashbacks and whatnot. But again, going back to my inability to maintain focus and walking away from a half tied fly, um, I don't think I have it in me to put together an entire novel. So I just put together a bunch of little bathroom readers so you could sit down, take a poop, read a story. I, I was going to ask you, if it takes you two weeks to tie a size 18 hairs of your nymph, how long does it take to, to write a book? So it does take a while. Cause like that was from 13. I think I had another one that I did in maybe 17, um, which, by the way, if you look on the Amazon, I think it's called uh, A Touch of Grayling. We were going to do 50 Shades of Grayling. But then we thought, well, I don't know. Are those people at Fifty Shades of Grey going to go ahead and sue me? And then I thought, you know, maybe I'll have the, you know, middle-aged women wrongful, like trying to find them their Fifty Shades of Grey. And then all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, I don't want to read this. So I didn't want to hit the wrong demographic. So the um, Grateful Dead fans was the better, better de- demographic? Yeah. <laughs> With touching- sure, why not? <laughs> That's always a better demographic. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I think that's free. The ebook will be free um, if you guys like ebooks, stuff like that. And I think the the printed ones are just five bucks, which is about as low as Amazon will let me put those things. Um, but that's that's what it is. It's just a collection of fun little things that are mostly family oriented. Now the the other one I have was sort of uh, experimental in that uh, 
you know, I'd read somebody how a different author wrote like sparse gray hack and stuff like that. And then tried to put together a story, but written in his style. So it was a little more of a, I don't know what I say, like a bit of homage to the, the people that I would read growing up. Um, so, but still humorous. I mean, 99% of that stuff is pretty funny. I usually throw one sad or disturbing one in there just to salt the water. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that was a, what a, a challenging exercise to try to write in the fashion of, of another author. It, it really was. And, uh, Maybe that's when I really started. Excuse me. <clears throat> I started, really started to appreciate um, what all goes into it, because uh, n- not to talk bad about anyone who writes for for anything, really. Because I mean, it's still it's easy to say, "Oh, I can do that," but to sit down and open it up and just write anything down takes you know takes some effort. Um, but then to go ahead and try and, like you said, fashion it over to somebody else's without making it sound um, I don't know, like you're like mocking them necessarily. But uh, yeah, it was it was eye opening for sure. But I think it turned out pretty good. I dig it. Were there anyone or was there anyone that you tried to, to write like that is still still around and has reached out to you and said whether they liked it or not? Jeez, I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I was that that brave to say something along those lines. Um, I don't know. Or was That's, that was just like a personal thing to yourself? That no, that was just kind of yeah, kind of a me. And I and I prefaced, I believe I prefaced everything in there that hey, you know, the reason this doesn't sound like a normal article that I write is because I was trying to you know uh, emulate so and so's pattern and word structure and stuff like that um but it was uh and sometimes it was more more challenging than others i mean so like yes how did some of the i guess the collection get started did you feel like this need to be wrote down when you fished or you wrote about every trip or how how are all these stories coming about so most most trips can can you know every time you cast you know it's gonna it's gonna end one way or the other you're gonna catch a fish or you're not gonna catch a fish the trip is gonna end you're gonna catch a you know, you caught fish or you didn't catch fish so the I think that gets a little little redundant or a little little boring after a while oh look I saw this fish and he did it and I cast it and I caught him and yay but the funny stuff that happens. On the way, like like the funny thing that happened on the way to the forum, you, the funny thing happened on the way to the stream. The silly stuff that happens when, when you're like, you're going to go camping, you're going to overnight camp, and you're both of you guys get there and everything's ready to go. You drive up to the lake and everybody brought everything except beer, whether you know your license <laughs> or I thought you were bringing the food and you thought I was bringing the food, and so now we're not really eating food anyway or firewood, which is even worse. You know, because you have the food and it's going to go bad because you don't have the cooler. <laughs> you can't cook it. <laughs> you can't cook it. You can't eat it raw. You can sit there looking at that raw chicken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boy, I bet this chicken would taste tremendous if it was hot. And uh, especially with the, the what's it called, the um, emerald ash borer, I guess it is. Yeah. The emerald. So, you know, you're not even really supposed to tote uh, wood from one place to the other anymore. 
Was so it county to county? Whole, I think that's what it is. Now, most of the state parks seem to have, uh, if not at the state park, you know, like the people that live out around there, because it's kind of rural, they're like, you know what, here, you can buy some, you know, here's seven here's seven pieces of wood for $20. Local <laughs> wood. You know what? Even our Dollar General has that. Like here. Yeah, in, do they? Yeah. Okay. There you go. But don't don't try to buy wood when you're in Tennessee. God, Uh-oh. Why? <laughs> we, what's going on in there? I don't know. We went to the hardly strictly musky a couple of years ago, and we could not find anywhere with firewood. Nice. So how was how was that trip? Oh, you guys are musky guys, aren't you? Uh, we're we're a little bit of everything. Mark is a a musky guy. Uh, nice. The re- the rest of us are uh, we dabble our toes into just about everything. Chad's a carp That's fisherman, awesome. <laughs> but the hardly strictly musky was a fun fun weekend. We get to meet a lot awesome. of good dudes. Um, cool. got, to, got to catch up with. Some dudes that uh that I haven't seen in years and years, and then uh okay, we saw a lot of fish. We didn't get to nice. touch, didn't get to touch any, but, <laughs> but we saw a lot. <laughs> it's like a strip club; you can look, but don't touch. Exactly, that's the worst thing. Whoever came <laughs> up with that the idea. Worst thing. So why do you guys do this? What the hell is wrong with us? <laughs> We're the dumbest. <laughs> we are the dumbest. <laughs> yeah, but. But musky fishing, it's fun. It, it's a hoot. And down in Tennessee, there's, it's just totally different than what we have around here. Is it really? So what, what river? Can I ask what river? You, was it a river? Was it a lake? It was the the Collins. Okay. okay. So that what over McMinnville. It, I'm not putting that on blast because, uh, you know, it, they have a whole tournament down there. So, okay. nice. but it was, it was fun. And um, I, I don't know. I would definitely go back. What you, Mark? You had so much fun. You were gonna go back last week. I should have been coming back yesterday. <laughs> Just the you were down there? No, I was supposed to be, but it blew out uh, last Friday, right before we we're supposed uh, to leave. Oh, jeez. Luckily, you did that then like be there for a day and blow out. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, as far into Tennessee as I've gotten was the South Holston, which is fun. It was fun. I mean. For an eastern river that had that many trout per square mile, it's crazy. Did you go down to the dry fly thing? Or did you go down to Chuck's streamers? Or So, the guy that we had, you know, I, I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but I think he was just but a... But I'm going to. <laughs> but I'm going to. Well, I'm not, I'm not naming his name. I, I couldn't name him. <laughs> but so, it seems like he's like, I know what's going to work, but it's not fun. So, you know, my friend around, and he... We, Put, you know, I think there were zebra midges and uh-huh. they were working or zebra nymphs, excuse me. So we're from, we're catching, you know, 12, 14 inch fish. We're like, it's a big river. There's, there's a lot of stuff in here. There's a lot of aquatic stuff. There's got to be bigger fish in there. You know, why doesn't he have one of us throw a streamer? And we're like, Hey, can one of us throw it? And so he's like, well, no, we can't hear cause it's too shallow. And he was right. But then he didn't ever switch it back up when it got deeper. So he just kind of went with the tried and true, um, and I think in his defense, a lot of times people go out and they're they're just strictly numbers people. They're like, oh, we had a 50 fish day. Yeah, that's great. You know, you have 50, 14 inch fish. That's wonderful. But, you know, sometimes you're just like, dang, I would just, you know, really get, I'd give up 25 of those fish to get at 20, 25 or. Hey, you got to you know, find out you know? what would happen. What would happen? you right. That's that's right. what that them little stories, you know, that's yeah. what make them great. That, that's that exactly the fun stuff so um yeah he may he may work his way into a story in the next book uh, <laughs> he, he was quite a character 
we um are you gonna call him black and white or are you gonna call him black and white or zebra dick (laughs) (laughs) just joking i I may actually have to use his the nickname he asked us to call him he goes you can call me scooter everyone calls me scooter i'm like oh my god i'm in tennessee with a guy named scooter is this a little more hillbilly (laughs) (laughs) i got a buddy named scooter man he's a cool guy uh, and, and my scooter was a cool guy too. Was his real like name that. Scott? I, I don't even know. I swear, he, never <laughs> he was like, just a like, scooter. I I think potentially he was hiding from the law, so he didn't want to get his Mister Scooter. <laughs> can I throw the streamer? That's right. <laughs> yeah, after about the twenty seventh stalker trout, it would have been time to throw yeah. a streamer on. I think, uh, or yeah, the I third. So. Yeah, right. Or a big clouser, at least. So, uh, anything do you, you know anything to stir it up a little bit do you but, do you do the streamer game around here at all um i do but i'm i'm not as uh i'm not great with it and i heard you mention the the crayfish i have so many people have such good luck with that and i'm just horrible i have no idea if i'm stripping it too fast do i do i strip this do i just crawl it along the bottom How are you any good thing? at drifting <laughs> Are you any good at bobber bobber drifting? Or is that... I, I I think I could. Well, I mean, is that all you do? Do you just drift no? But but I mean, that's a killer technique on some waters. Our water might just be different than yours. I mean, that just that crayfish in general pattern being down there, smallmouth yeah. trout, whatever. I mean, it could be nice. done with a bobber. It could be done tandem. I mean, okay. Chad Chad's not partial to throwing a crayfish. He he loves throwing for. All kind of shit. I like them on, with a uh, for carp. I well, love I mean, crayfish. That, no. that that will take our our crazy bass we got here. I mean, nice. it, yeah, it's just a fish that or a fish, a bait fish, pretty much. You know, a bigger bait fish right. is what we're gonna call it. So, I don't know. Okay. I, just, I just didn't know if you impart any action on those things. Go and jig them or do something well, to keep, get them to hop a little. Yeah, bit. if you're if you want to stay in the the bait fish realm, you're low and not low and slow, yeah. but I mean that right. that lower. What what are you fishing with sculpin heads or? Yeah, what? usually, sometimes even like the the woolly buggers and something like that. Nothing nothing tremendous, but. Uh... Mark, was it Tim Holschlag that did the uh, the crayfish hop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Th- you should look that up if you're having. Okay having issues look up a uh, tim holschlag he does okay. he has a a method called the crayfish hop where he fishes okay. it under an indicator and just okay he'll, he'll pop the indicator and that'll pop the the crayfish up off the bottom yeah that does make sense nice so it it's a good effective technique all right i'll look that up thank you yeah thank you. hey that's what we're here for help us help you man you, you probably got more <laughs> trout by you than we do that's for damn sure they don't. They don't really put them here anymore. So, do you What's get that? the trout? I, uh, you probably got a lot more trout down by you than we got here. Well, I don't know. I usually head up to. Are, are we? Are we saying the names of uh, towns and streams and? Rivers? No, I mean it, it's Pennsylvania, and they want us want visitors. So go ahead, bud. If if it's stock trout, yes, you can say all the stock trout. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, it's yeah. I, I usually go up to Nishianic. I mean, that's probably yeah. the closest. Well, stuff I mean. And, but everybody in the infamously, yeah, Nishank's a great, great place. Also, it has a great walking trail along the side of the the project. It does. I feel it like does. if somebody needs to learn how to trout fish, that's the place to do it. Those are hard trout that's, to catch. Yeah, but I mean, 
to read water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stand, there's a lot it, of types it, of water. I agree. There's just, I mean, you you're all across. You can't. It's not like some people think like, oh, we're gonna fish on this side. No, you're gonna have to fish all over. You're gonna need to stand at every different angle, and that that kind of showed me how to early on with fly fishing yeah. how to and where to be, how to where to be, how to read water. Okay, and good. and it's a what why why do you like it? It's open all year, right? That's true. And how far is Nishanik from you? Uh, it's probably twenty minutes, half an hour. Oh shit! It's about the same for us as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same. Yeah, and we're just coming from a different direction. I think so. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to meet there. We'll meet there and go fishing, and then and then we'll go somewhere better. Yeah, we'll, we'll meet there and go fish <laughs> somewhere else. We'll get some breakfast <laughs> or something. <laughs> nah, just kidding. I love trout, man. And and where else? Uh, you know, for your location, our location, anybody in fifty plus miles, we don't have. Keystone select stocking. That's that's it. Right. That's our right. that's our option. And and I see it's become a huge thing, man. I mean, first couple of years, not so many people yeah. were onto it. Now it's a right. really big. I mean, get you out the house it early. Is. Lets people get on the rivers, and I can't complain. I mean, I used to find that area to be like so desolate, not many fishermen, and then they mm-hmm. they introduced this, and it's brought people. So. Hey, yeah, I mean everything. Everything needs highlighted sometimes, and that's that's a good area to do it. It is agreed. So you also write for the Pennsylvania Angler and Boat Magazine, correct? I do, I do. Yeah, every so often I um, we submit some we submit some uh, suggestions for hey, what do you want us to do next year? And you know, during the course of the year, I'm like, oh, let me talk about this or talk about that or highlight this, you know, state park or that river, whatever. So, um, yeah, so let's see some of my stuff in there. Dude, that's awesome. I grew up with a PA angler tucked under my elbow every day through middle school. Nice. For sure. Nice. How many articles? Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. How many articles a year do you, do you about write for them? So it depends on the year because they put, they put out six articles a year or six issues a year. There's like, you know, January, February, March, April. Um, I've had as many as, as an article in five issues or five issues per year. And then this year coming up, actually, I've got one coming up in the January, February issue about rod, a rod builder. And uh, then I'll have one coming up in december about uh moraine state park so that's just up in our neighborhood as well absolutely so how yeah how much did you have to fish at moraine state park to to write an article about it more i always have to fish more absolutely <laughs> did you meet it did you meet anyone while you're fishing there like did you did you meet any I, fish I <laughs> was that did you meet any fish <laughs> did i meet any fish? i could see them but i couldn't touch them i never fished there dude i i wouldn't know no no, nah, I never yeah. tried it. That's a uh, Lake Arthur, right? Yeah, Lake Arthur. Yeah, I've never mm-hmm. tried it. Oh, we should give it a shot. I mean, the tough part about it is, in my opinion, is that there's so much good water. You know what I mean? If you just have like a round, boring lake that has like, oh, look, there's a gravel pit over there. You know that 90% of the fish are going to be over by the gravel. You know, there's just some sex, some semblance of structure. But there's just like blowdowns and trees falling in and drop-offs and submerged roadbeds there's a ton of stuff in moraine that'll um you know hold fish and they just have a ton of different kinds we've got the you know your regular channel cats and your sunfish 
and uh, the walleyes. But they've got those um, stripers in there. Yeah, the hybrid striped bass. Yeah, and, and there's, there's people out there like over you know overnight or until two in the morning, three in the morning, stuff like that. And uh, I've never tied into one of them, but you know, I see pictures. They're we, they're awesome. I hey, used to. Are they? I hey, to, for a sign for a signed issue of this book, we we already bought. We we will put one of those on your line. Oh, all right. Well, how many how many of you guys are there? There's three of us here this evening. Jay, uh, he had to finish framing in his uh his basement. We don't got to go at two a.m. or nothing. We could go on normal days. <laughs> all right, I'll make sure I get some. Springtime, man. Yeah, don't don't forget that, dude. We'd love to show you something like that. But I look forward to it. Uh, let's it, man, for sure. Lake Arthur is also a, a hell of a largemouth bass lake. I, uh, oh, yeah, that, yeah, tremendous, tremendous. I used to I mean, go, they regularly pull out five-pound fish out of there. I mean, for a northern lake, that's pretty tremendous. Yeah, I used to go uh, back back in the day before fly fishing. I was fishing uh, the Shenango Valley Bassmasters. He was a tournament okay. angler. And, and we, uh, we hit that lake a lot and had a lot of success from Lake Arthur. Excellent. Did you did you go on a boat though? Because sometimes yes, sometimes you need a boat just because. Mm, like you said, it's hard to get to the places that are are fishy. You know, there's there's changes in the bottom structure, or you just have so much shrubs coming right to the the water's edge, which is great for the fish in the water, but it sucks to get to them. <laughs> yes, yes, it does suck. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. I I do know uh, during COVID. Lake Arthur also has a bike trail. My wife and I utilized it nice. every weekend. Just Oh, excellent. Yeah, it's I think seven miles in one direction, then you turn around and go seven miles back the other way. Yeah, that's what we did. Chad waited at the halfway point for the r- truck. No. I yeah, I had to have my <laughs> wife push my bike back. No shit? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't know you that well, Chad. I wasn't always this fat Jace. Me and you just walked out of Niagara. I know that. That does the extent of it. So, <laughs> so do you have any goals this year for uh, for what you want to go fishing for, and uh, especially in Pennsylvania? I, I, I still think that I want to want to try and dial in on those carp because I think they're accessible because I know they're there, and you know the Beaver River seems like it's teeming with them. Um, and I'm guessing, is that somewhere in your neighborhood, guys? Yeah, you, uh, we haven't dabbled our toes into it some yet. Some friends of mine, they they kind of think that's a good area. They do some camping down there and canoe floats on some areas okay. upriver of it. But I think for what I really like to do and the fish we were speaking about, the ones with stripes, I mean, you could go lower. I'm, I've never experienced uh, Ohio River. I, have you delved in? or? So I, uh, I've been to a place called... Riverfront Park, and it is kind of where uh, the Beaver River runs into the Ohio River. Okay. And uh, and so, and I went to a guy. What's his name? It was called Ready Bait um, over there in Manaca or Rochester. Uh, okay. And, and he talks. Yeah. You know, he he knows the river like like crazy. He's just got charts and graphs and stuff like that. He does something called the. Uh, the big fish some i don't know if you follow him on on facebook you'll see but um he talks about like you said like a lot of the fish that migrate like the stripers and the walleye and things like that that will run up a river they have to stop at um that lower 
if the, yeah, wherever where, I was in New Brighton, like if there's yeah, a dam yep. in New Brighton. And so you have a, a pod of fish that are, are kind of trapped there. Um, Time and temperature related. Yeah, exactly. Time of year, temperature, a, a thousand percent. It's not like a year round thing. Um, and, you know, you never and obviously it's still a big water. I mean, you have to you know, you're not you're not going to I don't think you're going to fish that thing out. But um, you have a lot of opportunities to catch to a lot of different kinds of fish. Um, but I guess a lot of people will will dock their boats in, in the Beaver River and then, like you said, go up and down the Ohio, which um well, the whole the whole river system, I think, is cleaning up tremendously uh, from the Allegheny on down. Uh, they've done a lot of a lot of uh, improvement and um, and things to clear up the water quality. So, I think the rivers fishing is going to get better and better. But uh, Army Corps is killing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, is, is there? I, I'm I'm trying not to. I'm trying to think how to word this and not blow it up. Is there areas that you can uh, that you can walk and wade and see carp, or do you need to be in a boat? For- so the, when I was there, I I never waded, but I did. I was on the shore, uh, and I've seen people use car, you know, corn, and they've caught carp. I threw out a. Um, I, I don't even know what kind of fly it was. I see the the because the water was kind of tainted, and I pulled it in i thought it had something and i probably just snagged it because i actually pulled in a uh a scale off of a fish so yeah. there was like you know one of those like quarter half dollar size carp uh things i'm like well i know they're in there they can't tell if they hit this spot but uh so, so can, i don't know can you see the bottom you cannot you cannot I'm, that's why i was like just kind of casting and blindly almost you know twitching it in if you will Okay, um, we're we're you and me are gonna need to go for a walk somewhere because yeah, because <laughs> um, if you can't see the bottom, you mm-hmm. need to go somewhere where you can to to yeah. effectively fly fish for carp. Yeah, because you need to be able to see them eat the fly. Right, that's so, what I've heard, and that's why I was. And truthfully, I like I said, I saw the guy. He had just chummed the area with yeah. corn, so I knew <laughs> the fish were there. <laughs> I, I really, I probably <laughs> succeeded in what I was trying to do was snag a thing. Cause I'm like, yeah, if he hits it coming through, that's fine. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I said, I only had the fly rod there. So what am I going to do? Yeah, man. Hey, when, in, when in Rome, you got to do what right? you got to do. You do for so, sure. But yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take you to some spots over the summer and we'll, uh, I'll show you what, what you should be looking for, for, Good. for carp situations. Yeah. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. And maybe Maybe we'll get up to Moraine State Park too. Absolutely, man. Do uh do you do any foraging at all? Because Moraine State Park is a hotbed. I'm just foraging saying. as in mushrooms. As in a new story to write, bud. It's yeah. all yeah. fucking great outdoors. M- mushrooms and uh do you eat do you eat wild mushrooms? I, I I you know what? I would love to. I have people that are talking, they're like, Oh, we found lion's men. Maine. Where? Where? Let me talk to them. I have one grown in my basement right now, but it's from a kit in Michigan, and I've never seen one in my fucking life until now. It, it, what, the, the lion's mane? Yeah, it's just not. I, I ain't going to say it's not in our area, but, man, I do a lot of looking and finding so, other things, so, and I haven't found it. Well, and it might be, like I said, this is it's probably just an online 
form. Um, there is a guy I know that we can talk about that has mentioned the chicken of the woods. Uh, and obviously the morals, which are what the, like the queen of the woods, everybody wants to get those. Yeah. Um, they're, they're awesome. They're springtime. Yeah, just crack crack for people who don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> This the safe alternative for mushrooms. Uh, oh man, I mean, I have them. I have found a lot, and it, it's yeah. just a feeling. I mean, like like as you started through your fishing, like you, right. you know, you probably got to that numbers point, and then you were like, "Well, I just want to catch some fish. I want to do it my mm-hmm. way." And and all things right. change. So so the scores right. on them and and the success, like you you feel that. I mean, new new opportunities yeah. always make you feel good, right? Absolutely, absolutely. We're going to do that. Springtime's coming. You got to come and catch your first hybrid potentially, and Chad will show yeah. you how to read some freaking carp. Yeah, man. And we're going to go look you for do that in one day. They yeah. all coincide. Yeah, and it all happens when the morels are popping. Nice. <laughs> so we can, uh, we, it's right. the springtime around here is it's a pick em kind of thing on what you want to do. It is. We'll, then, we'll meet uh, at the trout spot so we can like be covert and make sure nobody's <laughs> watching us our back trail and swing a couple laps around the block, you know? That's kind of right. how I hunt around here. Is that how we do that? <laughs> yeah, we got kid nobody fo- I don't want nobody following us and shit, you know. Should, should we release the hounds? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but but you can't because you're not a dog guy. Yeah, I know. So you'll <laughs> Who let the dogs dog? out? Not this guy. <laughs> But, I don't know. I, uh, those labs, though, they'll just probably lick them to death, right? Oh, my God, yes. My lab <laughs> my lab slept on top of me last night. When was the last time you had a, a, a living being sleep on top of you? Like it's while, been a while. While you were trying to sleep. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. It's thoroughly uncomfortable. That thing's as big <laughs> as your wife, imagine. isn't it? Yeah, it's as big as my wife. <laughs> it, it's as big as my child, for sure. <laughs> well, about approaching 70, huh? 60? Yeah, yeah they're both... Dog. The dog and the kid are both like sixty-four pounds. <laughs> so, well, I guess I guess they're both growing well. Then that's awesome. Yeah, they're both well fed. <laughs> <laughs> All they do is eat and shit that I have to clean up. <laughs> so all of a sudden, me not being a dog guy doesn't look so dumb. Do no, it, it does not <laughs> sound smart. Like I said earlier, I was not a dog guy for a grand total of two weeks in the last, I think, fourteen years. Wow. Yeah. Our last dog passed away two weeks before I picked this dog up. Did, so, did, the, did the other dog passing, you know, cause you to get this one? Or were you planning on potentially having two? We we had three. And oh, then the, the pack w- dwindled down. And we had planned on getting this lab. And our other dog just, she couldn't make it to a... No, it was the end of her time. And yeah. it was a good dog. And I... We wanted her to meet the puppy. Ah, we okay. But we, we take time as it comes. Yeah. So, sure. but the the passing of her did not lead to us buying another puppy. <laughs> oh, so that was this was in the the works already. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Chad is a you are a lab fan, right? I am a I, huge one. So much he has the tattoo for it. I do have a tattoo on my back. Wow, <laughs> it's a, a janky living room, uh, dog <laughs> dog paw print. <laughs> oh man. Very cool. So, but hey, Charles, is there anything that we haven't spoke about that that you would like to? No, man. I I appreciate you guys taking the time. Uh, 
hopefully everybody's staying well. Hopefully we're getting over this whole COVID thing because, boy, everything is just up in the air. It's crazy, man. Yeah, I don't know if you're allowed to go to work or, you know, <laughs> it, it's weird. I know. Oh, wait, you're sick today, so you can't go here. But you were here yesterday, and it has to be for 14 days, then 10 days, then 5 days. because. Yeah, but people are still getting it, and it's, I know. Not, it's not a myth. And, God damn it, I hope everybody's staying safe, like you said. I, I agree, man. That's, you know, and everybody's, everybody's so stressed about everything. So hopefully everybody and your listeners just, just had a good time with this today because uh, there's just so much negative stuff out there that uh, I think we all need to give each other a break. I mean, we're all, we're all just walking each other home, man. Exactly. If, if we can help someone laugh or chuckle, that's, you know, we did our job. And that's my philosophy. Exactly. Hey, where can people go and buy your book? You know what? It's Books. it's on Amazon. Uh, if you look it up, it's just um, fins and grins, and then the other one is called a touch of gray, and then parentheses l i n g grayling. Um, the grayling one, I believe, is free for till Thursday. Uh, if you get the ebook, do they have to put a SVS code in at, at checkout to they, get the they free? They don't. I just no, they <laughs> don't. I'm just like I'm not dealing with all that. Anybody anywhere, if they listen to your podcast, it's for free. If free is great. Otherwise, it's only 99 cents. In fact, this is so funny. I had one review, and the guy goes, this was a great book for the mere pittance I paid for it. I'm like, I don't know if I should be, I don't know if I should be insulted or not. You should have sent him the check you got for pounds and told him to pound salt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Here, take this to the bank. That's funny. That's right. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank right. you very much, sir. Hey, thank you All so right. much for your time. You yeah, thank appreciate. you so much. Bye-bye. So, Mark, you did a float. So, Chad. You did a float. La- or the wait, week- wait. We're not going to mention our guest again. He was a great guy. He was a great guy. Oh, yeah. Check out but- some writings from him in either PA Angler, right? That was PA Angler, right? Yep. PA Angler and Boat Magazine. Fucking great magazine. Fins and Grins book or Touch of Grayling. Uh, and, and I like people from PA, even though I'm from Ohio. But I grew up on that PA Angler. That was a staple in my house. It was, man. So... Mark, you did a float la- the week that just passed with a former contributor to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Previous partner in crime of ours. You need to ask him. Was his name Chris? Uncle Pete. <laughs> <laughs> we, need- we talked about that on the we need to re- <laughs> We need to resurrect Uncle Pete. Should we? Yes. Because we were both like... Uh, Only Hold the- on, no. He needs to come in in ice fishing season. He got good ice fishing deals. That's the word I'm looking for. We were both uh, kind of... Didn't know how you felt on it. I loved it. Okay, Th- cool. That was like the best part. We need to get that back on. That was the best part of the show. Because <laughs> you always had like a demon stare every time you did, and you were like never laughing through it. I didn't know if you were like offended or if you were like no, I, internally like I didn't, in, enjoying it or not. I didn't want to laugh over it. Okay. 
but yes, yeah. Because you never looked like you were always like you had to stare on you. It was hilarious. <laughs> we talked about that on the floor quite you, a you bit. You mean though. international so, angler Uncle Pete? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone doesn't but, yeah. know, he had like a, what, about an eight-month run. Yeah. He wanted to let everybody know Cuyahoga's still on fire. <laughs> but he, he just was he was he wanted to let everybody know. <laughs> yeah, it's pot- happening. Someone dropped a Potsky fireball in there and lit it back up again. <laughs> Bo- a Potsky bomb. <laughs> oh man. That's Fucking awesome. Yeah, he had, uh, so that was the, you know, we wait, started wait, talking. Did he catch fish on flies with tails? We'll get to that. <laughs> so that was the first time He's we have fan. been out since we all went. Yeah. That day with Adam and the four of us. <clears throat> oh, shit. That's yeah, it was like September of like 19. Yeah, that was like two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. That was the last time you caught two fish in one day. Yeah. Other than bluegills. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe bass ones. Uh, Maybe twice. Then, yeah, Jimbo hopped in with us. Uh, got some fish with us quite a bit lately. And we did a good year have say you, something. Have you let Jimbo touch a fish yet? It's not that I didn't let him. I didn't. He, <laughs> he gets the whole to go time. fishing. Mark says, he "What? Never, what is better than that?" He never left the front of the boat the whole day. It's not that he didn't have the opportunity. He may have been. I, I even, can't catch fish in the I'm front either. I'm trying to either, think if so. he went to the back or not. He may have, but I don't even think so. I think he held the front down the whole day. <laughs> so yeah, he got he got his time. He got his rips in there. Uh, but the creek was a little bit down from what we floated at. Had good, real good color, but. It's kind of tough because now you're trying to learn a little bit of a different way. Yeah. It's still only your third time ever there. And yeah, and even though the wind was ridiculous, it was enough to blow you back up. So as we're floating, like, I mean, we're obviously anchoring at different spots, but depending on which way you're kind of angled, the wind was hitting you hard and you're blowing all around. And it's kind of one of them deals where it's like, you know what? I'm still fishing fishable water. Let the fly float, let the fly work, let it move around. If we're in the water, leave the fly in the water. Blew up around this one side. At this point, we're trying to work our way. We started late, kind of pretext to it. We got there, we've made a little breakfast. Ooh, by the way, don't offer you. Are you stop. like throwing the trolling motor into the wind? But how are you working on that? Yeah, my arms. Oh, yeah, I got oars. the fucking oar power. Don't mm-hmm. offer you blueberry maple sausage links. Oh, money. Oh. So we did that and eggs. So I had like a little breakfast, get a little fuel going down. That's not, not in the Johnsonville wrapper. That's mm, no. hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's made up the road by Derek, actually. His neighbor oh, makes it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I uh, love what we were doing. We were kind of going as beaten as we go, but we were anchored. We got out the first spot, walked around there a little bit. Okay. Um, Raz kind of took like a little hike, moved around there. Nothing coming out of there. Didn't see nothing. It was kind of one of those days where I was kind of hoping to sea fish in the water water was a little bit clearer it was but you know what once you got to three foot it turned black and a lot of where the fish were were three foot or below and you still weren't seeing them so we worked our way down kind of got set up and the wind was blowing us way up through and i kind of threw a cast because at this point we're probably parallel to the anchor at three o'clock so the anchor set we're dead right of it three (laughs) o'clock And Raz is picking up anchor, and the fly I throw way up to the right, and I fish it the whole way down. At this point, the fly is probably 30, 40 feet off the front of the boat. I let it keep swinging, swing the whole way down, swing down below the boat. I start stripping up. He's picking up anchor, and the fly's halfway back. And I see, like, the side to side. I was like, ooh, wait, don't put the oars in the water. 
and I keep stripping, I lose it like with the glare, and I'm like just thinking like in my head, I'm like just be there, be there, be there. As soon as I see the fly, there it is, and I'm like, you could tell it's hot. Comes right up to the boat, make one strip to the right, boom, boom, just hang it, and it just lunges and eats it, going straight away from the boat. It's like, oh, you're absolutely dead meat right there. <laughs> Hammered, I'm holding with the boat, got the net in, got it. Just an absolute thick fish. Like when a fish first ate, first thing I thought was it was like 44, 45. And then I started flopping. I'm like, this fish is like 35, and it's like fat as all get out. So, so we got there. He's like, you want to b- bump it? And I was like, you know what? Actually, looking at it now in the net, it might be 40. It's turned out it's 39. But it had just the girth and clean fish and really nice fish. Just a little black over, yeah, it was pretty. Uh, black over orange, a little single minnow. You know, just fishing something nice and kind of small. And that color finally worked. Finally. For, for you. <laughs> That's the first fish I've finally ever gotten on black over orange. Yeah. Only like nine million on my flies. That's the first one for me. What, just a single? Mm-hmm. Yep. Nobody fishing a bigger fly? Well, we worked down from there a little bit, and then Raz is like, well, I had something put on, and I gave him that double yellow with the, uh, the one you gold, ca- with the gold dragon tail that I caught the one on last week. <laughs> and he's, we're sitting on anchor, and the wind's just starting to blow, and the kind of boat blows a little bit sideways, and I go, like, oh, fish, and he goes into the eight, and literally like, right beside your, this fish just comes right off and just crushes the fly awesome boat side right there and uh land that one little fish uh, like low th- or probably 32 ish right around there a little smaller but a little more beat up which is interesting yeah that that's but, weird i wonder why mm, it's nice, probably probably a dude strong little fish though so we poked that one got a couple pictures of it sent it on its way but yeah that one uh that ate the the dragon tail and after that, kind of left that thing running, went with tails a little bit, kept them going. Pretty much most of the day, kind of had a tail and a feather or both tails running. Your your single minnow that you caught the fish on, the, you don't put tails on those? That one didn't have one. But though. you do? You, uh-huh. Okay. I so, didn't know how that would affect the the f- swimming action of the fly well, you, without having the, the head up front. To, well, you still do. You put the head up front. Put the head with the... Um, uh, UV, so it's just like a regular minnow. Then keel it out the back, run everything as normal with the uh, okay. greeny tail. It works nice with the wave tails. The yeah. dragon tails dragging a little bit, but the wave tails are good. Kind of like we were talking with the changers. That, right, that that fly that I pitched between the rocks first cast. Yeah, that was what that was. Yep, I donated it. <laughs> Never even got to fish it. I literally tied it, threw it between a rock, and broke it off. <laughs> So after that, we kept going down a little bit and found some more like pockets, found some good poles, found some good areas to work, uh, moved one fish. It was kind of a funny one because I was in a weird current and then the fish started going. And at this point, I kind of like just kept turning the boat. So I'm going backwards, like almost into a log jam and I'm front rowing as Raz is like trying to get it to keep coming back up into the figure eight. And then the fish would like come up and it'd see it and it would lose it in a dart. And then it was like after a few times around, it was gone. But it was funny because the first couple of times, like he had uh, these little beads on there, and just kept seeing these. Like you'd see a flash here and a flash there, and then a trout coming up swiping at the beads. That's funny as heck. Jeez. <laughs> so there you go, Jace. Put, I put told you, you just keep beads. putting beads all along your line with hooks behind it, and fish will bite it. But strip your beads, and you might catch trout. Oh no, I'll jig them when it comes down to mean 
you know, getting one or whatever the fuck I need to do. But uh, didn't I tell you that? That's how you catch them at Niagara. You fucking pop the beef. Yep. And yeah. that's what we did. But Productive float, though, we had mainly everything was all in a short little window again, as it has been. But it was before major. We were trying to line it up with the major and get everything where can. But you guys were out was. on not a... Not a subarctic day. You hit it no, on a, it was you a hit nice it, day. Yeah, you hit it on a real good yeah, was, day. I mean, it was thirty in the morning. It was got up to like low forties. It was. A, it's it was just nice going to get tougher now. The windows are get. I mean, the windows are there, but when can you fish and when can your you know your gear operate? I mean, you got well, till about three o'clock now, four thirty before it gets fucking freezing cold again. From what? One, you know, at noon, one, letting it warm up. So it, it's and a rough the tough season part right, is now. right now is you're dealing with a lot of high-pressure systems, too. Well, we and we just what had... What window I, are they going to feed in a high-pressure? That's just it. They that might have been our feed in it. last south short. blow. You know what I mean? Like our last southerly wind. This current might change and set into where locks up and locks up good after this. So who knows? Might be back in February fishing or... Get that good January or or no ice I here. I want to keep fishing. I don't want to stop. Been good lately. Can't stop, won't stop. We got a couple cold days and we'll be back out of here. Yeah. I, I want to do a smallmouth float. Bad, bad, right bad, now? bad. Yes, no, not now. Um, if the, if the river ever goes down to like eight hundred, mm. man, they pump that thing, don't they? Yeah. If it ever goes down a little bit, I want you have you rode by the lake. Yeah, as soon as it gets a sheet of ice on it, they're gonna stop. Yeah, they're gonna cut it right back down to two hundred. You're gonna be. That would even be fine. And then I just want I want to try winter fishing for smallmouth, but I don't want to do it while it's 1,300 CFS. Going to some of the holding poles. Yep. That's I've seen, I I seen a video of some guys. They were they had bobbers on. You yeah, know what I mean? That's what but I want to do. Fish were jumping. They hooked fish and the smallmouth were jumping. December it was. So, yeah. I mean, I imagine we're... Not that much colder, right? As cold as it gets in December, it gets now. Well, we had the warmest December, but hopefully winter sets in. I don't give a shit what you want to do, Chad. I, I like ice fishing, buddy. And if I can go out on that ice and walk on water, oh, man, I'm ready. I am ready. I got, you know, uh, too much money. Going. Too much. Well, you tell guys, you, you'll come out there and feed them sausage and they can look at this fucking black hole that we're going to fish in. So let's change subject a little bit so uh, people can make plans to, to go to the Princecape Arena in Cannonsburg on March 5th and 6th. To see not only Mark, but all kind of musky gear, right? There's musky gear. I'll be the only fly one from what I still Are you see the only? on there. It's, huh. As far as it's showing on there, so it'll be all gear, guys. Um, well, Bring in your bait caster, then? <laughs> that'll be fine. You'll have the market cornered. Apparently so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's again. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. But last I saw the floor plan, there wasn't anybody else that was listed. That was everybody was all gear was. Might as well. So there's a lot of good good gear names out there too. And I know one local guy that I've gotten baits off previously uh, when I, I bought them and they've hung in a rafter since. Unfortunately, sorry, Mark. <laughs> Mark Mark King. He'll be at a Keystone. Uh, he builds glide baits. I think he's got diving rises. I think I got about three casts on one, and unfortunately that was... And the other one, I don't think I ever saw water. <laughs> I know he isn't listening. He'll never listen to this, so I feel, feel too bad, but I feel bad that he fills the baits, and they sit there and hang on a rafter and never get fished. But 
better than, hey, better uh, than hooked on a rock not, after one. Not cast. a gear fan, unfortunately. So, but yeah, I will have. Uh, there's gonna be. A, I'm gonna kind of do this one a little different. I am gonna do the whole show thing and do the show colors, and I'm gonna do things a little bit different. I'm gonna have fun with these flies. So there's gonna be a lot of different stuff. I'm gonna try to do. I mean, there's gonna be one thing I have been doing lately, and people have been messaging me on Instagram like lately is the changers. I do them kind of per batch until probably after show. I've got a lot of orders right now that I'm trying to get caught up with. I'm trying to get ready for the show. I don't have time to prep for the website at all. Once the show's done, all that's big orders are through. I'm probably going to get the changers up, river pigs up. So I have a lot of them at the show. But changer-wise, I'm going to play and do a lot of funky colors. Yeah. I got a lot of ideas in mind, too. And like the place we've been fishing, kind of like... You know, like a back yellow with a front sucker to it, stuff like that. Yellow's so your your bucktail changers, about how long are you, you rolling a, a bucktail changer? The body is 12 inches plus with the tail extended. So you're talking 15 with the tail out, but body's about 12-ish right about there. Is that two hooks? Two hooks, both six hooks. Yeah, yeah I run a, uh, the Stinger six out up front and then I'm Kona's. Them short chain conas, mm-hmm. they were perfect in the back. Yep, I like them with the uh, wiggle tails or the paddle tails. The dragon tail does bring some attention to it, but it does kill a lot of the action in it. A lot of the, the wiggly action. Mm-hmm. So if Have you're looking you- for a big massive profile to bring the attention, yeah, throw the dragon tail on there. But if you want the action out of it, the wiggle and the. But paddle. you still make all the tails interchangeable. Mm-hmm. You tie mm-hmm. paddle tail musky flies. Not the paddle tail. Oh, okay. You're no, talking about wave, a yeah, macaroni. The, the wave yeah. tail, yep. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I mean, huh. the fucking paddle tail is a powerful thing. I don't know if there's use for it in that game, but it would have yeah, to be so there up, is. It would have to be so but, upsized, and you'd have to use goo and all kind of shit. You'd have to find that right weight to, to yeah. acquire that, you know what I mean, beat. I'm sure there would be. It's just nothing I feel like playing with. Oh, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I don't even think. Okay. The, I think the small ones need a ton of work. Like people tie them, they fish. You get. You got to get lucky. You know what I mean. You gotta, it's got to be weighted right. That. That's a uh, that's a finicky a, tail to work with. There's enough tinkering involved. I got how many flies I'm working with right now. But well, I don't a professional even fucking fly tire there, Mark. But mm-hmm. at your booth, are you going to be uh, booking guide trips? Mm-hmm. Booking uh, absolutely and taking orders and having physical product as well. Yes, there will be. I'm going to bring as many flies as I possibly can. I'm going to bring a pretty extreme amount. Uh, booking wise, yeah, absolutely. Anybody wants to book a trip over down there, we can do that. Uh, if there's something you see fly wise and you're like, you know what, this water, I, you know, like this, 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 and there's something special and you want to custom do it, I can always do custom orders. I do that the way that it is now. If you say, hey, I want you to match this up and you send me a picture of. A lot of people send me pictures like bulldogs or stuff like that or rubber lures and say, can you duplicate this? So if there's something of that nature, you see you're holding it going, I want this done, but with this on it, definitely. And if anyone's also looking to have a good time, I'm going to help market this. So uh, we can go behind a curtain and shotgun some beers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all gay, man. I'm here to have a good time and help Mark sell some flies. He said said game, not gay. (laughs) Remember the story about he's a twenty for Chad. Remember the story about me throwing up earlier? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he said man. he had a, a hole cut out in that curtain just he'll be on the other side. But but yeah, man, we're uh, yeah, that'll it's be gonna, fun. I'm it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be fun. Starting to already get prepping for it. So it's been doing 
<laughs> well, I mean, ultimately, you could you could jump on so many musky guys. You know, there's gear guys out there abroad and and see the colors that are catching fish. You know what I mean? There's there's colors guys are stuck to. I I just see a kid. He was out two days ago and he smacked five or lost five or whatever. I mean, these people. I don't want to say pester the muskies, but they're totally after them all the fucking time when they're in season. And I they're say, always in season. I wouldn't say certain lures. Yeah, it's certain lures, but certain colors, just like you said, you can get, you want to pick your color for your water. Like, I mean, yeah, hell yeah, they're always in season. In Ohio and PA, we got, you know, countless lakes that all year fishing. So Mark hopes for open water. Yeah. Unless he got to travel south. Yeah, I really don't want to, though. I got enough to do here. I don't need to take time to get in there right now. Yeah, shit's going to lock But I'd up. like to keep it open here. That'd be nice. If not, I mean, keep floating, you know, what open water we can. It's moving, but I don't know. It might be the end on the lakes, though, for, for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet she's going to start locking up. I haven't looked at the uh, the weather forecast for the next week. I was just trying to get through this weekend. Yeah, just after, you know, one week it is good cold weather. You know how it gets, especially 20 minutes north. It's yeah. all locked in for the whole rest of the season. So, yeah, you'll get out. You'll find some. There will be open opportunities, but even, who knows, still had really coming to an end with, with some of them temperatures. So, depending on flows, things are going to all be ending, and it'll be fly tying season. Chad's got some new feathers. Mark's got fuck a ton of orders and show to get ready for and jason's just at home fucking around he's beating off jerk so hey do we have anything else we want to hit on tonight guys nope all right good well tonight's show has been brought to you by predator flag gear check them out at predatorflaggear.com arx hooks arx hooks.com sims fishing sims fishing Tonight's show has been recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com. And on March 5th and 6th, check Mark out at Princescape Arena for the Muskie Max Plus. Check out Michael down at Earth Wealth Management. Don't call the goddamn bank. Call Frank. Hey, and check out our boy Ryan Evans at Queen City Guiding. On queencityguiding.com, all the socials at Queen City Guiding. Check him out, man. Book a trip, buy a fly. Go, uh, go take your kid to a shop. Yeti, built for the wild. Think of a Concern. I pour kerosene on everything I love and watch it burn I know it's my fault But I wasn't happy it was over She threw a fit so I crashed a piece of shit